Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. That's right. Our friends at AdCraft USA have stepped up their game to become the presenting sponsors of our podcast and live show. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. All right, guys, tonight we have all of it. Nazarenes, Eric Heyman. Coach, how you doing tonight? Doing great. Enjoying the summer. Absolutely. Uh, what has that summer been like? I mean, it's it, you get right out of the spring season and you get just like a moment to catch your breath in between recruiting and lifting for your kids. And, you know, at some point you got to have some time to just relax. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's been a, it's going to be a quick turnaround for the fall. So I think we took a week off in May for the first time uh, so I can remember. And at that Memorial Day week, uh, weekend, we took the entire week. So we gave our staff and families the time to decompress from the season. It was, you know, an interesting and long season. And um, and then, you know, we get into recruiting heavy and we're recruiting. And we, this, this weekend, uh, we have our freshmen, our freshmen, or the last two weekends have been our for our schools, our orientation. So our freshmen are around. So we've been around hanging out with them. That's been great. And, uh, and then we have another week and a half of recruiting and then we usually take most of July off as a staff. So uh, that's what we've been doing. Well, coach last year at, I guess around this time, I didn't go back to see the exact date, but I guess it was probably aroundish this time we, we chatted and, and I had an idea that, uh, you know, all of it Nazarene could put together a pretty nice season uh, at what point did you realize, you know, this team could actually make some noise, not only in the Midwest, but in the playoffs? Well, I think uh, last January or uh, two Januarys ago, like when we after our uh, the 2019 season, uh, we had a good team um, that that year, and then that January when these guys started to work out and just be together there. We knew that there was something different about them. There was a, just a, the culture was great. The leadership was great. Uh, and then, you know, when COVID hit, we were like, Oh man, we're going home and uh, we're, you know, we're all going to get sent home. And so, but we're going to have to figure out a way to keep this going. And then we, we did, we had a really good virtual team experience and uh, as much as you can in that, in that way. And then we worked, worked hard. And then when they came in August, you know, thought well maybe we could play a little bit in the fall, and, but we ended up just having our practicing. And then when we came to the season, uh, they they played they played you know they played had a great season, played really well. And um, but I thought the, the January before there was there was an, something special about the group, and so it really did come true. Yeah, I mean it was uh, you you kind of broke this six and five ness. Um, that, that you'd had over the past three years, um, you know, just taking that next next step was, you know, a, a huge deal and um, something that, that I, uh, you know, we expected to see just watching uh, the growth there. But it was it was fun to watch that. 
Um, talk to me about, um, you know, breaking kind of out in the mid-states, Midwest. Um, for so for at least the last few years, that's been St. Xavier's division. Um, and all of it, Nazarene had a 14-game losing streak in that, in that series. You come out, you beat St. Xavier, and you take the Midwest. Talk about um, defeating them and, and claiming the Midwest. Well, I mean, I think it's a process. So the school had had a losing season t- uh, 12 years uh, before we got there, 12 years in a row. And so, uh, you know, six and five compared to what they've been had been pretty decent. And so we had just kept building, had some good teams, had great games versus uh, St. Xavier. They do such a great job. And Coach Fem has done, you know, he's a Hall of Famer type coach. And so we – we uh, were very competitive. I think the first game we played, uh, we, they got us pretty good. And then after that, we lost in double overtime, lost by a score. Um, you know, we finished a second to them. Had a really uh, good team, and we, we got hurt really. Uh, had a lot of injuries early. I missed, I mean, six or seven all-conference starters for two to three games. We lost two of them. We beat, was beating Concordia when our quarterback went down. And um, so – we, we had a competitive team. We had a good team. We were just building the DNA of culture of what we wanted. We were getting stronger. We were getting faster. Uh, and then this year, you know, we had actually a pretty young team, and but they had been through a lot of stuff. And then uh, this year, they just they really came out for St. Xavier. And, uh, you know, it was a close game early, a touchdown pass on a, a second with one second to go, kind of gave us a lot of momentum. And then our next we got the ball, you know, that middle eight, we got the ball in the first to the second half, and, and then we scored, and then we, we it was pretty much uh, we were in control of the rest of the game. And so that was great. It was a great thing. It was a goal we set to beat them. And when you accomplish something like that that hadn't been accomplished against a really good program uh, that they have, that's that's what we've been uh, striving for. And to watch our guys do that, that's, that's incredibly rewarding. So, Coach, you've got a lot coming back off of a really good offense uh, a year ago. You've got your quarterback, David Hutton, um, who was really good on the ground with over 300 rushing yards um, you know, and was, and was good through the air, over 2,000 passing yards there, along with some nice weapons, Ajay Grayson, Max McClendon, Jalen Dunnigan, and Scotty Graziano. Um, talk about what you've got coming back on offense and uh, what excites you about them. Well, we return all our skills basically for the most part. And, uh, you know, David is the quarterback is the thing that makes it roll. And so he has, he's at the, a couple of years left. He's uh, just a smart, he's really developed. He didn't even, you know, play his freshman year. And, uh, but he's very athletic. Uh, he can beat you with his legs and he has as good arm in our conference as anybody. He can beat you with his, his, his arm. And so he's just a great leader. And so, he, you know, he was a conference player of the year as a quarterback as a redshirt sophomore. So we're, we're excited to have him back. And then I think, I think Jalen Dunnigan and Brian Jenkins are probably as two as good, good at running uh, receivers of anybody in our conference and maybe the country. They're really dynamic. They're deep threats. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Baker game, but Brian had what one fifty or 60 or something like that. And then we've, Dunnigan has, he, he's just really electric with the ball. I mean, he, he had the, the punt return to help beat uh, St. Francis uh, in the last, in the fourth quarter, I mean, so those guys are really, really strong, and then our, our running backs are 
are very good too. They're they're dual threats. I mean they 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 can catch the ball. They can they can run, and they're they're very good in protection. So yeah, we we're very excited about our offense coming back. Defensively, Jason Freeman is is definitely the one who who really stands out to me. I know you've got a lot of pieces defensively coming back. Uh, you know, Arenzi uh, Koa, Grant Mankey. Uh, Princeton Harris, um, Mark Phelps, but man, Freeman with four picks, three sacks, 11 and a half tackles for loss, and 80 tackles is up there among the, the leaders in the NAI, if, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, talk about uh, him and that defense. Yeah, I think uh, if memory serves me right, uh, I think Freeman might have been the, 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 the biggest vote getter in all American uh, voting on both sides of the mid states, and so uh, I think he was a—he's an all-conference guy as a redshirt sophomore. Or he's an all-American as all—as all, uh, a redshirt sophomore. He's just—he's just an incredible player. I mean, he's just uh, super physical, fast, smart, um, good leader, good in the classroom, and so he just is a—he's a—he's a guy that at the outside linebacker really controls uh, uh, controls the side, and so. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty special player, and uh, we're excited to have him for a couple more years. You brought up the, the Baker game. I um, Man, that's, that's one. Um, you know, if you like defensive football, the game against Baker was not the game for you. Um, 59-54, uh, Baker uh, defeats y'all in just what was Probably the best game. I'm trying to remember all the first round games in my in my head from last year. Um, that was probably the best game out of them. It was definitely the most entertaining. Um, you know, I, I know that there are some throws that David David Hudden wants back um, with with four picks, but uh, just talk about using that game as a springboard in the next year. I think that, that that's part of the, the process of developing a program. I mean, I heard I think it was a, one, one of the Bounds was saying that when you turn over, when you take over a program, you typically lose by a lot, then you lose by a little, then you win by a little, then you win by a lot. And that was our first time in the playoffs for almost twenty years. And so, uh, you know, we played a, a good Baker team. Uh, I don't think anybody, I don't think their head coach, I don't think myself would have suspected that the score would have been such. I mean, that was a I think they were the number two rated defense in the country. I think we we were the number one rated defense in our conference, and uh, so uh, it just was one of those games, you know. That you, it's you know, I don't think anyone predicted. I think we both had good offenses that are in different ways, and um, you know I think we both just turned the ball over a lot, and uh, that that created this the score. So, uh, but it was it was a, it was a good experience for our guys to learn, and and hey, this is what the playoffs is like, and. And uh, I think that they got a taste of it. And so now they've been working accordingly to, to, to try to figure out how to take it to the next level. And that's what they're, they've been motivated by. Yeah, I, I imagine there's a, there was a point in that game where, where Coach Youngblood just kind of throws up his hands and goes, well, I guess this is just how it's going to be. No, he was, you know, he, I mean, he got, uh, he got assistant coach of the year in the Mid-States and for playing defense. And, and so, you know, he can coach defense. We, we all know that. It's just, again, one of those – games where it just it was just a uh just a little wacky in, yeah. from a from an offensive perspective and so ultra fun to be a you know compete like that and uh they'll just watch i mean people go back and forth like that so 
Um, but it would have been great to have one one stop somewhere that you know <laughs> where we would have finished it. And, and that's you know Greg's the first guy to tell you that. And uh, so, but it was it was a it was a good competitive game, and I think our guys did learn a ton from it. You know, one thing that strikes me uh, about about y'all is is your messaging and how much the gold standard really does. That's that's kind of the golden thread that runs throughout everything that y'all do. Um, talk to me a little bit about what that means for your your team. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's 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 our branding, and and I think in any time you uh, when you're developing an organization, you need to have what you're about, and you have to have your vision, mission, and values, and I'm big into that, and so everyone knows that this is what we're gonna do, this is who we're gonna be. And, um, uh, it's, and it's more than just a, it's not a phrase, it's a system of how we do what we do. And part of the system is defining it and with words and language that means something to us. And so gold standard, we're, we're purple and gold. So gold standard for us is just really your best and, and the team's best. And so all we're trying to do is every day try to do the best we possibly can do. And we evaluate that a lot in, in, in different ways, but... Um, you know, like we really try to teach the guys to have a big vision and then really work hard on uh, these small goals, these daily goals, and uh, trying to accomplish these goals uh, throughout the, the off season and the season and, and through the game and, and just whatever it may be. And uh, so it's basically just being your best. And, uh, you know, you, it's one thing that you compare yourself to others and other teams and other programs, but really the only thing you control is yourself. And so we work hard to try to do the things we need to do attitudinally, effortly, the work that we put into it, uh, the execution that we have from offense and defensive systems, special teams. Um, but then when you're the best that you can be, then it gives you the opportunity to be at some point, maybe the best in the conference or maybe the best in the country. But if you're not the best you can be, you'll never achieve those others as well. So this year we were the best in our conference, uh, which was great. Uh, and I think we did maximize a lot of who we were. And then, you know, we found out in, on the, in, the, in that game versus Baker, well, they were better than us. And so uh, kudos to them. And so, but it gives us an opportunity to try to sharpen the saw a little bit more so that we can get to a spot where maybe we can be better than the team that we play in the playoffs. So that's what the gold standard's about. And it's something when you come on, a, on campus, when you come on a visit, uh, when you're a part of this organization, this, this team, this family, then you're going to sense it and feel it right away. And it's it's one of the reasons why we're having the success that we are. Uh, your alma mater, Taylor, right now, they're in roughly kind of the same idea of a spot that y'all were in six years ago when you started at Olivet. Um, what kind of advice would you have for Taylor's new head coach, Aaron Mingo, as, as he takes the reins of your alma mater? Well, I've had a lot of advice for Aaron because Aaron's one of my former players, and uh, I think he coached for me for a year, and then he's coaching at my alma mater, and so we had a lot of conversations, and I think he's the right man for the job there. Uh, I love, uh, you know, Coach Korf, too, as well, and so, but I think uh, Aaron's a guy that has a lot of um, energy uh, to recruit. I mean, they, they've done a really fantastic job at Dort with Coach Penner, who's one of my dear friends as well, and uh, so... I just think for him, he's got to be him. Uh, he's he's a good fit for that uh, uh, institution, and Coach, you know, Kyle Gould knew, figured that out through the process, and I'm glad he did. 
And I think uh, I think you got to go out and recruit <laughs> like they recruited at Dort. I think they recruit super hard and find the fits for Taylor. Taylor's a niche school. It's a unique school, and uh, it's a great school. And so I think he's going to uh, hire the right people. you got to get the right people around you. Uh, and then you have to uh, create the culture that you want. So I think it starts with people. Then I think it starts with having a vision, mission, values, and then working those every day and just having an unwavering face, even though you're going to be facing St. Francis and Marion and it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change what you do. You just you go about working that plan and then getting the people uh, that you need. And I think he's going to do a great job there. Well, Coach, y'all get off to a fast start this season in terms of your schedule. You start off with Siena Heights at home, Indiana Wesleyan on the road there. Uh, talk about the, the need in 2021 to start fast. Yeah, I mean, I think we would want to. I think we've we've played those two teams uh, for the last few years, except for the COVID year. Um, you know, we've the last two times we've played Siena Heights, it was uh, we, we won the game two, two, three years ago, and then they won the last one. Both of them have been very close. Um, so we expect a physical game. We expect a, a well-coached team, and uh, we're excited to do that the first round. And then, then we play Indiana Wesleyan, and, and that's become a good rivalry, and we love playing those guys. And uh, it's going to be a great environment at their place, and our guys are going to be pumped to play them. And so I think, you know, it's a good good start. You have to start well. You have to execute. We're going to, uh, you know, again, we're bringing a veteran team back, so we, we like our ability to execute and uh what what we're just gonna have to figure out is whatever we did last year doesn't matter it's going to be up to what we do this year and um it's a new team and finding a new rhythm a new dynamic and uh getting after it uh in august and uh yeah i mean that's that's exciting and i think those two games will help prepare us for the mid-states midwest so uh so we're excited about that i think um the game that to me that I'm going to have circled from from my perspective. Obviously, you know, St. Xavier on, in, in October is going to be, be one of them. But the one that I really have my eye on is Roosevelt. The Lakers had a surprising season last year to me, and I can't wait to see what they have growing on, on their end. Yeah, they, they do a great job. Super physical team. You know, we, it was really close, and we pulled away in the fourth. And um, they're, they're going to do a good job. I, you know, for us, it's always good to have the Mid-States Midwest ranked up there. So hopefully they're ranked. Hopefully St. Xavier's ranked uh, high, and, and uh, it will only help us uh, when we compete against each other. So um, as well, I think we will be. Coach does a great job getting them ready, and, and they compete. They're super physical, and it's always been a good game uh, when we play them. I know one thing's for certain. The Mid-States as a whole is, you know, the, the Mid-South will say that they are and uh, the, you know, the other conferences will say that they are. But to me, the Mid-States is, is the gold standard, if, if I can borrow a phrase, in NAI football at this point. Um, so I look forward to, to watching y'all and the rest of the, the Midwest and the Mideast and seeing who comes out on top in 2021. So, thanks for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate you coming on. It was a blast. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, and uh, thanks for covering NAI. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. 
If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com forward slash N-A-I-A-F-Ball and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.